You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Thanks everybody for joining me again on another episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. I have Chris Haddad for a part two. Chris did so well and you guys loved this ep- his first episode so much. He decided to grace us with his presence again. So Yay. thanks again, Chris, for, for popping on my podcast. For you, again. my beautiful friend, anytime. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I am excited to announce, obviously, and what we're going to talk about today is really the pig method. So PIG, yeah. punch in the gut. Um, and I've been following your group and I've been and kind of following the journey into this this uh, program, and I'm like, I'm like I said, I'm not even a copywriter, and I'm yeah. excited about it. So I was like, okay, I don't even know if people are in marketing, they're probably like counting down the days uh, before this product launches. So uh, we're going to talk today a little bit more about this method. Chris is going to give us actually, you're going to give us some secrets, Chris, and a couple of things um, that's going to get people warmed up to the program and so forth. And we're going to talk a little bit about the plans for the future after this yeah. launches. So. Totally. Yeah. Chris, tell me a little bit. I mean, I, I, I've been following you so much, so I don't want to kind of go over this. I want you to tell us what's the pig method. How was it born? Why did you create it? Okay. So the pig method, which stands for punch in the gut is my, uh, so for many years, you've known me for not that long actually now, but I've been around the marketing world for a long time. And for about 10 years or so, people have been like, Chris, when are you going to, you're such a great storyteller for copy. You're so great at the emotional component of copy. You've sold hundreds and I think over half a billion dollars worth of crap at this point on the internet, basically between me and my clients, will you finally do a course? And I kept saying no for many years, both because, um, oh, I was really sick and I got hit by a semi truck and I got divorced and I lost my mind for a couple of years. And then my wife got really sick. And so there's been some shit going on. I really haven't really been able to focus on work. But then um, about four or five, six months ago, my wife started to get a little bit better and life kind of started to calm down a little bit. So I posted on Facebook just one day. I was like, hey, if I decided to do some kind of course, would anybody be interested? Just on my personal Facebook with 2,500 friends and whatever else. And within like three hours, there were over 300 likes and over 100 comments from people that were like, take my money. I have my credit card out. Take my money. I don't care what it is. Just take my money. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should take their money. Yeah. So so then what I did, actually, this entire launch and this entire production, um, this entire thing has been very consultative with the audience, right? From the very beginning. Originally, I was going to call it the Money Fingers method because Mr. Money Fingers is my alter ego name, basically. But then we were talking and going through the uh, on Facebook. I was like, okay, well, what should I name it? What should it be about? And people kept saying, hey, we want it to be a storytelling course. I'm like, cool, I can do that. No problem. And then I'm like, what should it be called? And they're like, you should call it the pig method because I had given a speech eight years ago where I called it the pig method, the punch in the gut method for something that I was giving a speech on. And I guess that speech has gotten around enough that people like really knew it. So I'm like, okay, I'll call it the pig method. And I started developing it, created the course over the last couple of months. I would keep giving people updates on my personal Facebook saying, hey, I'm working on it. Oh yeah, well, I got sick for a couple of days, so I couldn't do it here and kind of building up and building up. And then um, about three weeks ago, two, two and a half weeks ago, I decided to create a little Facebook group for it. Cause I was like, I've never, I don't have an email list. 
I don't have any affiliates for this. I don't have anything, basically. All I have is my reputation and my big honking nose and mustache, basically, right? So I was like, well, how the fuck am I going to sell a significant number of these on just on that? So I've never had a Facebook group before. I've never done any kind of social media thing before, but I decided to create a Facebook group. And I just invited everybody I knew on my Facebook who was a friend of mine who I thought was from marketing world in some way. Some of my real world friends got in too, and they're really freaking out about the whole thing. They're like, why are these people treating you like you're a rock star? How much money are you going to make off of this? Like, shut up. Don't like, you're going to make more than I'm going to make in five years in one day. I'm like, yes, I probably will. That is completely That's correct. Amazing. You should, you should change your career basically yeah. is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, but over the last three weeks, I've been in my Facebook group and I've just been slowly uh, teasing the living fuck out of the people that are in there. We have 1300 people in the Facebook group. We have uh, 450 people on the early bird list. And right now the plan is to cut it off at 200. So we'll see what happens basically. Well, I think after you're done writing the pig, you are done, but after you launch that, you should start um, another course on how to create a Facebook group and a teaser campaign. Cause literally just, I I got an invite. I got in there. I was like, Oh, and then I'm like, Oh my God. Like all these people are like, like this, like I I see it all over my feed. It's like, yeah, it's exciting. And, and uh, I think people are just kind of giving each other the benefits of it and and talking them through it. They're selling each other. They're selling each other more than, than I am. I'm not, I don't have to make, I haven't made any big promises. I haven't made any income claims, which I'm not going to. I basically said, hey, you all know that I'm good at this. You all know the material is going to be good. You all know yeah. that I'm, I'm great at this. You're going to come in and either you're going to do the work or you're not, basically. Yeah, like, I mean, if, you're, if, yeah. You're, if you have a, a knack for this, if you're doing this or, you know, I'm assuming it's not a beginner's. Like if I'm- Not like, at all, no. Okay, no. so you have to kind I am, of- just... I am actively pushing beginners away. I have had people who, I've had people like during the course of this, so this is going to be released after I reveal the price to everybody so we can talk about it. Um, so the price is going to be five, nine, nine, seven, almost six grand. Right. And I've had people, I've been asking the, the audience and actually guys, if you want to go see what Maria is talking about with all the teaser campaign and all the content I've put out and seeing how I'm getting people really excited and creating a lot of anxiety for them and having them thank me for it, go to thepigmethod.com forward slash group. And you'll be able to see the actual group that's going on there. Okay. Um, we'll but, put it in the show notes too. Oh yeah. In the show notes as well. Yeah. Great. But, um, but yeah, I've had people who are writing in who are like more newbie copywriters, often from foreign countries. And I'll ask like, Hey, what do you think the the price for the pig method is going to be or should be? And people, people I haven't reeled anything to them at that point. And they're guessing all over the place. They're like 2,400. They're like 8,500 to $20,000. Chris, you're amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And occasionally we get people that are like, I think it's going to be $597. And I'm like, and what I say is I'm like, you should leave this group right now. Is just yeah. what I tell them at that exact moment. Because again, even put the push away is always a powerful thing in the first place. Um, but yeah, it's been quite a ride. Um, coming up with originally, I was gonna actually gonna charge less for it. And then my friends yelled at me and basically said, No, you're Chris Haddad. This needs to actually be a, a thing. And also, if people don't pay enough, they're not gonna feel really engaged in it. Plus, the offer is insane. Like I'm giving, I'm giving every piece of copy that I've written in the last 18 years that I could find on my computer. So it's like 200 PDFs of shit is on in there. And I'm giving like uh, my VSL workshop course that I did 10 years ago. And I'm doing like live, cons- but there's a lot of stuff to it. It's definitely worth a lot more than it's that I'm charging for it. But the experience of getting people all excited and creating this bond between myself and them. And what I've discovered in this particular launch is the more authentically me I am and the less bullshit I put out, the more people are attracted to it and the more I'm going to make long-term. 
So, uh, I mean, other than, you know, obviously now you're, you're creating the, the, you created this method for copywriters. Yeah. I'm wondering the one thing that differs from a lot of the other copywriting groups and the, a lot of the other copywriting courses that I've seen is this is specifically emotional, like emotion, kind of like storytelling and so forth. What's the difference between, let's say a regular copywriter and somebody who writes with emotion? A lot of money. <laughs> is what the okay. difference is. So you're so saying these, anybody yeah. should transition to emotion, like in any niche, whether it's credit, whether it's health, anything is. It doesn't open. matter what you're selling. Doesn't matter. I mean, again, I've written for every niche under the sun over the years. I've sold over half a billion worth of crap over the years. Written that crap. It's all really, really good stuff over the years. And the key for me has always just been increasing the emotion. You know, there's a letter called Power for Home I did years ago, where I rewrote the letter overnight in like six hours, basically. And it went from having one conversion rate to doing 80% higher the very next day. And it was because I, because the original letter was about how to save money on power. And my letter was about a guy who was trying to protect his family from a cold and horrible world, right? And trying to keep the lights on and keep the heat on. Like the opening line of the story for that is um, if you're a man or if, you, if you're a parent, or if you're just a regular human being, I'm sure you can feel how devastated I was, how terrified I was when my beautiful little daughter, just six years old, came padding into the room, her lips almost blue and said, daddy, I'm cold, right? And made it about a guy who feels like he is failing as a man to protect his daughter, to protect his family. And that's where the conversion increase came from. And all of a sudden that letter went from being just kind of okay to being a ClickBank number one for like a year and a half or something like that Wow! because, because of the emotional component to it, because of the storytelling component of it. So that's what I'm probably the best in the world at. And that's what people want to learn from me. So that's what I'm going to teach them. So you, when you say like, you know, copywriters, anybody who's a copywriter should essentially add emotion into their copy. There's never a bad time. There's if you're never... not writing emotionally in your copy, you're not a copy. You're not a very good copywriter, honestly. That's right. what it's about. Sales are always made emotionally. You know that, right? Yeah. Like it's never, we never buy anything based on logic. We always based, buy based off of uh, emotion. So this is for every copywriter then? It's not, not just copywriters. I mean, there are people like, like Russell Brunson told me he's going to buy this. Uh, a bunch of other people who you've heard of uh, with big names are planning on buying this. They've been waiting for this for a long time and are basically okay. just been saying, when can I give you my credit card? Because they know that, you know, if you're a vendor as a product on ClickBank or you're in direct marketing or whatever else, if you take what I teach you how to do, you're going to make more money. Like I have no problem just saying that because I've seen the numbers and I know the stuff. It's really fun having a product that can just be incredibly confident is going to do incredible things for people. And so that's it. amazing. Feels good. Mm -hmm. no, I mean, I, you know, and obviously like the, the next logical step is when once all these people follow this and kind of understand this and, and, and so forth, are you you know, it just sounds to me like maybe a mentorship group is coming or is some other, yeah. Yeah. Some this other is the beginning. course. Yeah. So we've known each other for most of a year now. I think we did the, the show before. Yeah. So, you know, my whole story about like, I've been through a lot of crap over the last 10 years and it kind of knocked me down. So like eight or 10 years ago, I was on a, a, a place where like my relationship advice stuff was taking off and I was doing the Michael Fiore thing and being weirdly kind of famous for that and TV and all that stuff. And then also I was doing a lot more speaking as a marketer and kind of getting on stages and doing stuff. And then my life kind of went sideways. So I couldn't do that for a long time. But to me, this is like, uh, this course is kind of stage one uh, to me, I think of me getting out there and really like becoming more of a marketing guru and teaching stuff that people want to learn from me and going for and hopefully kind of, um, getting back on that rocket I was on when I was younger and hopefully in my, in my old age and my, in my relative yeah. sanity, uh, being able to take advantage of that stuff. And, and, you know, I think I've been through a lot. People seem to think I have learned a few things along the way and I'd love to be able to teach it. And if, again, if people want to give me large amounts of money to teach them this stuff, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's also, you know, uh, 
when you're at a different level and you just want to get yourself kind of to propel yourself yeah. learning from somebody like you, and I wouldn't call you old, I would call you seasoned. That's what 44, I call 44, 44. I'm not that yeah. far. So yeah. I call myself a seasoned payments mm-hmm. person, not an old payments I person. Like it. So, I like it. Um, so, I mean, so are you, is this an official announcement that maybe a mentorship group that maybe. you're going to be? Something will happen. I'm not quite okay. sure yet what I certainly have people. I do have a few there's a, particularly a few copywriters I know who are earlier in their careers who I think have a lot of potential that I would love to find a way to uh, mentor a bit because I think they're going to do some really cool shit. So the current plan is to do the course. There's a live component to the course where we're going to do calls every other week for a couple months, basically, to fill in the gaps. And then um, after that, I will most likely give people the opportunity to do some kind of continuity thing or whatever okay. else. But we'll see. It hasn't, it hasn't been totally decided on yet. You mentioned something interesting. You said you you, see, you have a couple of copywriters that you think, you know, mm-hmm. have potential. How do you know, like, as, you know, like a business owner and, you know, a master marketer and so forth, how do you tell who's going to be, you know, up and coming and, and does well? Like, what are the couple of things that you look at? And you're like, this guy or this girl's making it. Um, I want to see energy in their copy. I want to see ideas in it. And I'll, ideally, for me personally, I want to see uh, emotional intelligence in it as well. I want to see that they understand. Because again, all marketing to me is emotional. You're never, again, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't selling save money on power. I was selling be the man that you always wanted to be and protect your family. I want people to understand how to make that kind of transformation, who understand that what we're really selling is always an emotion. You're not selling a product, you're selling an emotion, a feeling of having accomplished something, a feeling of pride, a feeling of success, whatever it is. And also just, you know, um, I'm thinking of one person in particular, I read uh, their stuff and just thought, hey, this person is actually a good writer (laughs) who could actually write some really cool stuff. So, okay, but I'm enjoying teaching. I haven't taught in a long time. The people I did teach like eight years ago, all came back and they've given me great testimonials for this course already saying, Hey, if you get a chance, you should learn from Chris. He's maybe a lot more money, et cetera. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. I I mean, I can't wait to just kind of hear and see what happens in the marketing group. Like I mentioned to you earlier, as we were talking earlier is that, you know, not only are you, you know, selling this course and this is going to be a hit and so forth. What I love about this launch specifically, because I've been following it from the beginning is the fact that your, your, your group, your Facebook group, just kind of grassroots, nothing, put it together. And it's like, people are talking about it. I'm seeing testimonials. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff, just like kind of almost creating like a little kind of subgroup of people who are selling it to each other. And also, um, you know, creating obviously uh, voices for you. And it really just came, like you said, of like just some people that you know and so forth. So the interesting thing for me is like, like you said, you have no list for this. You have no real marketing, but you're almost, you know, you're at selling out or close to selling out soon. I think we're Uh, almost undoubtedly going to, I think, um, you know, we're releasing this a few days before launch. And I think if we don't sell out on day one, we will definitely sell out on day two, I would guess. So what, what I think is that the, the powerful lesson here, or, you know, and, and you'll probably do a follow-up on this and give us some, yeah, I'll do, I'll do a postmortem thing. Yeah. How, how, you know, now, you know, emotional copy is now also translating into personal sales. Cause like I said, yeah. like there's people selling it to each other. So maybe, yep. you know, not, not that email lists are dead or, or Facebook ads are dead, but maybe this is for your type of product. Maybe this is the right method, the right method to, to market it versus I think that, yeah. traditional. I think there's something to it. I've never done any kind of Facebook group or anything before. I didn't know what was going to happen when I did it um, or how many people we would get or anything. And again, it's a small group. It's only 1300 people, but 
when you're working at a high price point and you're doing kind of a high touch kind of thing, that's more than enough to be able to do some real money. I think the, what a cool thing about it is that a lot of people, well, a couple of things. One, doing this launch has brought me back to life and I thought I went in a way I thought I wasn't going to get to be again for a long time. Like I'm suddenly enjoying work again. I get to be myself. I get to just be me. And like that works, that sells for people. Like I get to be my genuine, crazy, weird self and make weird jokes all the time. And people <laughs> like it. Um, and it's material I really feel passionate about, which feels great too. And it's just kind of like, you know, writing copy for this, for the group, I, I almost equate it to like improv jazz for me. Right. Okay. <laughs> I get down to my keyboard and I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to go for it. And I don't have to worry about like, you know, some scientific study on a weight loss thing or writing another relationship advice thing. I can just kind of do what I want. I have the credibility. I have the energy. It's really just fun for me. And the really fun bit is all the people that are in the group, because I'm fucking with them constantly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I'm, I'm pushing certain buttons in their minds constantly around like, well, how much do you think it's going to cost? And when do you think it's going to come out? And what do you like just constantly like pulling them and, you know, using little psychological techniques and little scarcity things and like price justification where it's like, there's a bit in the price justification where it's like, um, listen, I've used these techniques to double conversions on this letter. I've quadrupled conversions on this letter. I've done this, this, and this. I've written X number of ClickBank number ones. I've done this, this, and this. Am I saying you're going to do that? No, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know how good you are. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident that if you get in and do it, you're going to increase your conversions. So let's say, what if you only increase your conversions, not by 100% or 400% or something crazy like that? What if you increase your conversions by 20% or help? even 10%. If you yeah. increase your conversions over 10% for the rest of your career, what is that worth for you? Blah, blah, blah. And I do that. And then there's people in the comments going, that's a really good price justification <laughs> that you just used on me. And it's so meta. Like it's so amazingly meta when in marketing world, when people like, they like it when you sell them, they like it when you use techniques on them. And it's yeah. also its own weird kind of proof. Cause they're, I'm like, well, if it's working on you, how do you think it's going to work on your customers? <laughs> Exactly. And awesome. it's also, you're selling to the sellers, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing is if they're already feeling excited and I, I love, you know, I, I just, I, I do want to say that I just love the whole launch, like I said earlier, yeah. and I love that it's not just you writing the, the, the course, yeah. it's also all the other marketing um, stuff that you're doing for the course which, which kind of always comes back to like, if you want to be successful in this business, you can't just be a copywriter. You have to know yeah. a little bit, you yeah. have to know a little bit about how to market, how to buy traffic, just a little bit to kind of get you, you know, um, a little bit to the next level. If you just write yeah. copy, hand it off to somebody, they're not going to know what to do with it. And stuff no, like I that. mean, so I, I became a lot more successful as I, when I was a freelance copywriter, I did pretty well. I'm a way better copywriter now that I have my own offers than I ever was when I was just a, a vendor. I mean, just a freelancer. I mean, yeah. Cause you see the Don't whole picture. And you know, you yeah. know where you're going with that. So yeah. let's let's talk bonuses. I know that you Ooh, have a lot of bonuses and a lot of a lot of different stuff. So without giving too much away, but I still True. want you to give a little bit away. Yeah. What are some of the big bonuses? Or I know that you have other people. I think contributing to this. I do have a little you... bit of that. Uh, Pauline Longden is in it. She's helping. She does a bit with me in it. Um, there's probably going to be other people as well. It's uh, so 99% me. I brought Pauline on because she used to be a student of mine, and what I wanted to do was have a, a thing at the end where I like used everything I had taught in the previous 20 videos or whatever it was to actually create a story, create a pig story live there. So Pauline did that with me. Oh, awesome. uh, bonus, Yeah. Bonus wise. I mean, the main course is pretty fucking awesome. Um, from what people tell me, I, I feel happy about it, but then I'm also giving away a course called the VSL workshop that I did back in 2010 that nobody's been able to buy for 10 years. 
I'm giving away uh, my swipe file. Like people want to know all my letters they never read before. So I'm giving away 200 PDFs of copy of things that I've written wow. over the years, which is easily worth 15 or 20 grand to people that know what they're doing, basically. Yeah. Um, and then there's a live component to it. We're going to do calls every other week for two and a half months, basically, so people can pick my brain. I'll be on the phone as long as I need to be to make sure people get what they need. And then there's going to be a private Facebook group just for the buyers. And there's going to be two things I'm not going to tell you about. Hmm. Oh, okay. Mystery, mystery. Well, I mean, so you you are, I mean, you just mentioned something I didn't know is that you're going to actually have like a a call and people are just going to be, are they going to be getting information on their copy that they use with your method? Or is it just more to Q&A you and ask you questions about the the program? Um, It's going to be whatever it needs to be. So this is the first time I'm doing this course and it might be the last time. I'm not really sure yet. We'll see. But um, I'm going to kind of feel it out a little bit. The people that are doing this first group, if there is a second group, are going to get more personal attention from me than anybody else will in the future, just because I want the case studies. I want to. I want them to kick the tires and make sure everything is really good and makes sense. So I'm going to be doing answering questions. I'll probably be doing some hot seats and copy critiques and ripping people's shit apart and putting it back together and really whatever else people need to do. I'll, I'll get on the phone for a couple hours and talk and you just, you know, take advantage of my brain. Wow. That, well, so, so I mean the price point then just, just based on like that mentorship group, because I mean, people pay thousands of dollars and and to be in groups to get copy critiqued by even yep. just their peers being yep. critiqued by you and your success will, will, you know, your successful. I charge, I charge like 3,500 bucks an hour to do critiques. So. Well, you know, okay. So, yeah. and that comes free or included with the it's program. part of the course. Yeah. Oh, it's not never free, but it's part of the course. No, sure. part of the course. We never like yeah. to say free, especially in the payment processing world. Nothing's exactly. You, you have to pay for things because yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. free equals chargeback. So remember it's that true. everybody it's kids. True. It's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I did have Pauline on the show. So guys, I'm going to link She's that episode awesome. below. That and Pauline is literally a student of the world. I don't, I, yeah. I'll give like one second, a couple of seconds here to Pauline is like, she has like the best mentors and she's fucking amazing as well so i mean i can't imagine you guys like kind of interacting because i know how awesome she is and how awesome you are so i think that's going to be a a pretty great bonus so can you tell us a little bit like give me like one of your favorite parts of the course like what is that the let's say i you know for me as as a student of different things sometimes i'll pay like five or ten grand for something and i get one thing from it and it's worth the five or ten grand i was like good yep you know so what is maybe that one thing that you can just reveal to us that you know most people are going to have value from yeah this is an important component of it the stories that make sales are never about what happens they're about how what happens emotionally affects the narrator or the hero of the story Right. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes like sometimes a broken nail is more dramatic than a car crash is kind of the main thing. It's about what, you know, my stories are always about the emotional component, what the person is feeling, them being vulnerable in some way and how whatever the events are actually what what made them feel inside themselves while it was going on. If you read any of my work, you'll notice that pretty quickly. Oftentimes in my letters, very little happens actually happens. Okay. And Mm -hmm. where, where do you get your stories? Um, Depends. It depends on what the course is, you know, uh, for my relationship advice stuff, which I've been doing for years and years, you know, if we have a, a guru who's doing the work, I'll sit down and narrate, you know, I'll interview them for a while and figure out what there would be. But mostly I'm basing it off of what I know the core emotions that are going to cause the sale are, what the insecurities of the market are. And then I'm thinking about what would be a situation that would really illustrate those insecurities in a way or cause the level of empathy with the uh, target market that I want. So for instance, with a letter I did called Language of Desire years ago that did very, very well. It bought my house. It's a good letter. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> good, it's a nice house. Not yeah. bad, not bad. <laughs> Especially for Seattle. Yeah, bought my house in 
three months. They gave me money to buy my house in three months. It was great. Um, but for that one, I know in that market that the women who we sell to for relationship advice are typically a little bit older. They're in their 40s. They've had their heart broken a bunch of times. They're extremely insecure about their sexual skills and ability to satisfy the man in their lives. They're afraid of being left for the other woman or the younger woman, and they're threatened by porn, right? Among other things. I know all of those things about them. So when I was sitting down for this product called Language Desire, which was a uh, dirty talk product, I was like, okay, what situation for a moment of crisis can I think of that is going to bring up those emotions in a powerful way where the audience looks at it and says, hey, that woman is in a situation just like me, but significantly worse, right? Because you want them attaching to the idea of like, hey, this person has it worse off than me. So if this works for them, it's going to work for me as well, yeah. right? So I was thinking about that and I had a bunch of different versions that I kind of played with until I finally was like, well, I think the thing that would cause the most anxiety and the biggest feeling of nightmare for our audience is the idea of a, uh, she was in bed with her boyfriend and it's their one year anniversary. And he says, talk dirty to me. And she freaks the fuck out and says, I think she says in the letter, your penis feels really good is her version of, <laughs> her version of uh, talk dirty. And then of course he ends up closing his eyes and you know is probably fantasizing about somebody else. And then uh, in the middle of the night, she wakes up, she hears a noise. She goes out to the living room and she sees her boyfriend masturbating to porn with a porn star on the screen, uh, talking dirty, basically, right? And it creates this whole feeling of in insecurity. And then um, Felicity Keith, who's the, the person in the letter, who's the guru for that, goes on a journey to kind of solve that problem. But that, that story, that you know, first couple of minutes of the letter, really, if you are a woman in that situation, who's in their forties, who has those kind of insecurities, you yeah. will identify that with that. And it will drag you in to watch the rest of the letter. And you know what I liked about what you just said is that you, the story was before the guru. I find a lot mm -hmm. of people start explaining the solution before they actually I'll never do that. that. Yeah. So yeah. So like hit, hit them with that right away that that porn angle and whatever and that kind of shocks and then bring in the experts so that's that's really yeah. uh, bring in the bring in the empathy more than anything else and uh and it's all you know if you read most of my letters depending on which version it is if you read one of my letters that starts with a story as opposed to one that um sometimes we'll have letters that open with more benefit oriented stuff and it gets into the story if you open open with the story you generally will not even know that i'm selling you something for at least the first 10 minutes of the letter Oh wow! Or you, you might suspect if you've been around, but yeah. you're not, but if you just kind of stumbled onto that video with no context or whatever else, you would not know it was going to be a sales letter for at least a few minutes. Do you, uh, when you, when you write these stories, um, you know, just kind of getting into a little bit more of the methodology of it, because I'm yeah. curious about this is that, do you, you know, like this story in specific, you knew what emotions you were going to come out. How do you yep. kind of validate that this is correct? Do you get like a couple of people? Do you research on Reddit? I'm just kind of looking more for like the methodology specifically. So when yeah. let's say somebody who's trying to write an emotional story that like, this is not, you know, obviously you're not a 40 year old woman that mm -hmm. feels like this. So how would you validate that this is really, would you kind of get like three or four friends or or do you? It depends. What I've done in the past is I will take kind of my opening lines and things like that. And I'll just say them to women I know, basically. Okay. I'll be like, what do you think of this? And I'll watch their faces, right? So if I do it, I remember there's one I did years ago, which was not really a story based, but it opens up with myself as Michael Fury saying, you've been lied to by every man you've ever met, every man you've ever loved, every man you've ever trusted from your father to your boyfriend, to your husband, to your son has looked you right in the eye. And even when you thought he was telling you the truth, he has lied. Right. And like I said that, and the, and my friend uh, Alex did the exact same thing you're doing right now, which is just weird. <laughs> like 
you blink a little yeah, bit, yeah. you nod your head a little bit, you get kind of an uncomfortable You're smile. You're testing it on me. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you get, a, you get a little bit of an uncomfortable smile on your face. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's perfect because it's causing an emotional reaction yeah. and it's confirming your biggest fear, right? Yeah. Which I think a lot of women tend to have around that thing. Same yeah, thing with the story. more in their heads than men. Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. And same thing with like language desire where it opens up with talk dirty to me. He said on our one year anniversary, I will test the line like that. I'll play with it for a bit. I'll say it to people I know and I'll get a reaction from it. Originally, language desire actually opened up with kind of a standard benefit open, which was like, hi, my name is Felicity Keith. In the next six minutes, I'm going to teach you this thing. And then my ex-wife, who was my wife at the time, and my ex-assistant, who was my assistant at the time, uh, read through the script and they both were like, cut out all this crap before the stories start with that. That's where it gets really good. That's where it really emotionally impacted them. And okay. so we cut out the, the original intro and got like a 30% boost in conversions overnight. It was great. Wow. And what's, what's your favorite part of like, you know, all that, cause you, you went from just being a copywriter to not yeah. kind of being involved in the offer. If you had to kind of get rid of everything and just focus on one, what would be your favorite? Um, my favorite is the speaking and being out there part on like the far part that I enjoy the most is like what we're doing right now. I like getting on stage. I like performing that kind of feeds my soul. I need people around sometimes. I really enjoy writing too. I've been a writer my entire life, but I, I would never go back to being a freelance copywriter. I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, just because it's, it's, uh, it's just too difficult. If you want to make really, really good money, you can make, you can do pretty well as a freelance copywriter. You can do, you know, multiple six figures. You might even get close to a million if you're really good and you're working for bigger companies and you can get some um, royalties and things like that. But I would not be a multimillionaire if I was a freelance copywriter. It never okay. would have happened. The thing that made me as financially comfortable as I currently am is that I created my own offers and put them out. So how did you transition? You went from copywriter. Did you then do royalties and then kind of go through there? Or did you just jump in right into offer owning? So what happened for me is um, I was working as a freelancer and making a couple hundred grand a year, 300 grand a year, whatever, doing pretty well. And I kept making other people rich is the problem. So I would get paid like 25, 30 grand to do a letter, which is great. But then my client would make five, $10 million or something crazy. And yeah. so there was one called Mobile Money Machines I did where this guy, Jay Debolt and I and Alan Sultanic worked on it. And I gave him the letter and it did really, really well. And I'm on the phone with Jay at one point. I'm like, dude, like, how did it do? He's like, oh man, we're crushing it. We're crushing it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we made like X millions in sales and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. And I'm like, dude, you sent me a bonus. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to send you a bonus. Crushing it. Great. And he sent me five grand, <laughs> which five grand is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Come on. But it's especially, not. Especially 10 years ago, it was worth more, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And so that was what really convinced me to go off and say, hey, I don't want to be a freelancer anymore. I want to own some of this stuff and I want to make some real money with it. And that's that led me to creating an offer called Text Your Wife Into Bed, which did okay. And then I spoke at Jeff Walker's event and I met a PR agent who put me on TV. So we created Text the Romance back. And then I was on the Rachel Ray show. And then I was doing all this other kind of stuff. And within yeah. two years, we had an eight figure business. Wow. Basically. And yeah. what was, what was the, the thing that you had to learn like skill wise that really oh, served you best? Like when you went from obviously copy, you knew that was all good yeah, right. marketing, all that. When you went to offer owning, what was like the number one lesson that you're like, Oh shit, I didn't know this. Or I didn't know. Uh, learning the numbers, man, learning the numbers, like, like learning what was, you know, traffic sources and costs of traffic. And like, I didn't even know how to like use a Weber to send an email. I didn't even know like what open rate was a good open rate or what click-through rate was a good click-through rate or even what it can 
conversion rate was a good conversion rate based on different traffic sources. Like okay. if you're a copywriter and you really want to get good, if you really want to get good, you need to have an offer. You need to get dirty, right? You need to get in there, have your own money on the line and see how it actually all works. That will make you better. That will make you good faster than anything else in the world. Well, at least I guess step one is when you're writing the copy, have the people who you're writing the copy for share the results so that you, yeah. you'll know and you'll be able to like compare. But, but they I guess. sometimes won't do that, right? Oh, no. And okay. they, they won't do that because they don't necessarily want you to know how good you are because then you'll charge more, right? Ah. So there are certainly events, there are certainly clients out there who will kind of downplay things a little bit because they don't want you getting like, like charging what you're actually worth. Although see if for a person like me and my character, I always like when I run on the treadmill and there's somebody next yeah. to me going faster, I want to go faster than them, yeah, faster yeah. than them, faster than them. So mm -hmm. for me, when people tell me the results, I'm like, oh, I did this next time I'm going to do yeah. that. And the next yeah. time I'm going to do that. So it depends on the character, I, I guess I should, you should say, but yeah, obviously if you're getting somebody results, they're going to probably want to be like, well, I made you this much. So now I want yeah. this much and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of partnerships and stuff like that, mm -hmm. strategically, uh, I just want to kind of dig your brain because I know you've had a couple yeah. of partnerships and you've do, done stuff yeah. with different people. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about the process of kind of collaborating with other people versus your own process? I love it. I like, you know, marketing can be a very lonely life sometimes, right? Especially writing. If you're a copywriter, you're often spending a lot of time by yourself uh, in your office, pounding your head against the keyboard or the page. Um, one of the things, you know, we did, uh, I did an offer with uh, my buddy, Julian uh, Reyes, who you know quite well. Yeah. And the best part of that was like getting on the, on Skype or um, uh, Zoom with him and his partner, Andrew, and just like working on the copy together and kind of going back and forth. But also, you know, those two guys have a skill set completely separate from what I have as a skill set. They know how to run a business in a way that I really don't. And they also are willing to deal with the administrative crap in a way that I'm not willing to. So I think it's really important to find, if you're going to find partners, it's important they have complementary skill sets. It's important you trust them, right? And that you know they're not going to screw you over. And it's important that they have the same drive that you do to be okay. able to actually make something successful. Because partnerships can blow up in your face otherwise. Do you, Julian and Andrew, get on the phone and talk about the idea? Or do you, let's say, say, I'm going to write it and then let them destroy it? What's what's usually the best process? Uh, what we did on that one and another one we're working on is we would get on and we would just like brainstorm what the hook was going to be, brainstorm the angle, what is the mechanism, all that stuff. And then I would take all of that that we decided on and go off and write a draft and then bring it okay. back. So it's usually like one of the group that kind of puts it copy to paper. Yeah. Yeah. That, in that, in that particular case, I usually, am, I take lead on the copy and then we bring it back and we go through it line by line and decide what to fix or change. Was that, was that your best offer? The one that you collaborated? I mean, it's done pretty well. I mean, it's okay. still doing, I mean, it's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or whatever. I don't really know how much at this point, but it's doing well. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a first, it was the first thing that I really dipped into that was like a supplement thing. And I think once I get through my launch, I'm going to spend some more time improving it more to try to get higher conversions even than it is. But even as it is, it's going to do several million dollars this year. So that's cool. How about, um, I mean, just you, you, you do the sales letters and so forth. Is there anything in the pig method that kind of addresses copy for upsells or anything like kind of after your initial sale? Um, the pig method is really focused on the storytelling aspect of it and the emotional okay. aspect of it. I thought about putting more stuff in there that was, you know, nuts and bolts, VSL stuff and upsell stuff and things like that. But it was just going to, the course is so huge and deep and kind of, and, you know, already that I thought would be too much. I did include my VSL workshop course as a bonus for it. Cause that covers a lot of, of how to write bullets, how to do price certification, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it feels like that's in a, a really good place, but there's a lot in there. I mean, just the swipe file alone, you'll learn a lot about how to write upsell copy. That's for sure. There's a lot of those in there.
Do you find, I, this is just curious. I'm, I'm like just being super selfish here and asking yeah. you so many things, oh, but I'm curious, like the upsell copy in your opinion, uh, I mean, cause I have a lot of merchants and we work with, and I just kind of see how their upsells and stuff like that yeah. flow. And obviously, you know, the take rate is different for each one. How much time do you think that you need to spend on, or like, let's say on a ratio, let's say you spend uh, five hours writing the the letter. Do you spend just as much time or I don't, I don't know, just a, a rough number. Do you spend just as much time on your upsells and do you find it yields very good results or should people just really hone in on the initial and, yeah. and kind of keep it light for the rest? Five, five hours is short for a VSL. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've done it. I've done it many. I've done it a fair number of times and most people cannot do that. It takes, it takes longer than that. Some people take weeks to do these things. They can never figure out why. Um, no, the upsells are phenomenally important, especially if you're buying cold traffic, right? Like it's very easy to go drive yourself nuts just trying to increase your front end conversions over and over again, but you're going to hit a wall eventually. And the the highest leverage is often in the upsells, right? Okay. Because if you if you can get a 15% increase in your upsell conversion, that turns into a lot, of, that, that really boosts your average order value quite a bit, right? Okay. So it really, you want to kind of go through every link in the chain of your actual funnel and optimize those as much as possible. But a lot of people do spend too much time on the front end conversion and not enough on the back end. Do you do another VSL or another video for the upsell? Yeah, typically. I mean, we've tried different things over the years, um, but generally speaking, it's a it's a VSL and it'll be anywhere between six and 15, 20 minutes. So it's not oh, quite wow. as long as like a real VSL, but uh, you, have to, you still have to do the same thing that you would do to sell anything. Right. You still okay. have to kind of go through all the same steps and get the romance going and get the attention and, you know, make the pitch and all that stuff. So you can't. Well, yeah. And it. if somebody if somebody's watching like another 15 minutes after they watch a 30, 40 yeah. minute, then they're buying. They're yeah, buying. They're, they're, <laughs> you know, they're, they're pretty they're good buyer. at that point. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I mean, Chris, I, I think you've given us so much information, but I do want you to tell me any last minute things or anything yeah. that we should look out for for the pig method and what's happening yeah. in 2022. Oh man. So, um, this is the start of hopefully doing a lot of cool shit. So we'll kind of see where things are in a year, but you know, I'm finally feeling healthy and motivated and having a lot of fun and I'm ready to go out and share some stuff and, uh, make some people rich. <laughs> It'll be fun. awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I know that you're going to be launching and, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to kind of Ahead. I know that you've said a couple of times you're, you're yeah, launching yeah. groups, you're launching podcasts. I know you like talking and you're awesome, you obviously on camera and you're, you're energetic. I'm like energetic, just talking to him like, oh my True. God, oh my God. We, so, we, we, we both get jazzed up. It's good chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you, can you give us an official announcement of anything that you're going to be launching maybe in terms of podcasts or where people yeah. could see you more often yeah. or kind yeah. of. Yeah. So the pig it? method comes out December 2nd. If you go to thepigmethod.com, you'll get to the opt-in thing right now. And it'll be the actual launch page on December 2nd. Um, and then the current plan is that next year sometime I'll start a podcast called uh, Balls Deep with Chris Haddad, because that seems like the right title, basically. And I hope you'll come on it at one point. It'll be great. Oh, I will. Definitely. <laughs> the idea of that podcast. So what I'm known for is kind of getting more um, cutting through the bullshit and kind of getting more emotionally deep with people. Yeah. So that podcast is going to be, be about me kind of like, instead of being like, Maria, come in and talk about how awesome you are and how much money you've made and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be more of the real stuff, right? It's going to be more like, okay, what, what, what made you an entrepreneur in the first place? How did you get where you are right now? What's been your biggest challenges? What are, you know, that kind of stuff. I want to humanize uh, people because I think that's, that's what people find attractive about me is that I'm very uh, open about things and vulnerable and able to do that. And I want to share more of that with the world for other people. And then depending on how things go, I think uh, we'll see what happens. I have some, I have some ideas. I have some ideas oh. of things that might happen. 
Yeah, so we have we have a lot going on. So I mean, mm-hmm. I know I I feel your energy. I see your new avatar. I'm like Chris is yeah. here. I love that avatar. I love. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's such a cool cool little. Isn't I was it? like, I should do that for myself too. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> so, artist who did it did a really good. Dan, who is our um our designer for all of our stuff, he hired somebody to do that actual thing and showed it to me. I'm like, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I I did like it, and it, it was a perfect perfect kind of setup for your Facebook page because yeah. it was like kind of kind of got the marketing angle the. the so chris thank you so much i'm sure everybody's looking forward to to the pig method and i'm sure that you're probably going to sell out so by the time you guys listen to this episode you'll have very very little time to head on over and try to get into this program but i'm hopeful and i think after all this uh chris you're probably gonna have a second launch and you can't let people be waiting there yeah well i don't know it's kind of fun though right it's kind of fun to to be like buy another house with with the second launch listen i'm not fabulously i didn't get on i didn't get it on bitcoin earlier or anything but i've done fine i don't need it so I'm, i kind of enjoy being like well maybe i will or maybe i won't that's it fun. we'll see we'll see yeah. well thank you so much chris for your time and we have a lot of uh, show notes guys at the bottom for you so check them out so you can uh, see what chris was referring to don't forget to like subscribe and share and we'll see you next week hope you found today's session valuable if you have any questions for me or just want to connect please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once.